this is the non-microwave truth and i am cl whiteside i just want to start off today thanking the people that tune into the podcast consistently each and every week the people that hit me up on instagram or twitter appreciate the love the the interactions are awesome i hope that god is blessing you through this podcast and if this is your first time tuning in today glad to have you we will get started with our first world problem question today now this first world problem question is just a question that gets you thinking sometimes there's a a yes or no answer or a specific answer but a lot of times it's something that has a lot of gray area but it's something we want to look at from a, a christian perspective and that first world problem question today is this if you were an actor or an actress or you were talking to an actor or an actress is there a certain role in a movie in a play in a musical that they should or should not play like would you be looking at them crazy like Mm-mm, you're not supposed to play in that role if you call yourself a christian now i did a little research with this i asked some people that did plays musicals some aspiring actors and actresses like what is your limit what do you think you should be doing as a christian and one of the big things was mm, i'm not gonna get naked and I know I've heard different actors or actresses say, you know, if they're in a movie scene, they're not going to tongue kiss somebody. They're not going to do certain sex scenes or, or show their body in, in naked form. But what is too much? Like, what would Jesus do if he was an actor? I know I talked to one person who was like, I could play a role that was evil as long as the movie had a good theme or a good plot where there was like some good guy or there was some light or it was showing love. Um, one person described like they could play a promiscuous role if that role wasn't necessarily being glorified. But one of the things that that seemed to be a reoccurring theme was like they didn't want to glorify sin. And they also didn't want to have a theme in a movie that went completely against God's word or something that he commanded. But what do you think? Like, what is too much if you say you're a Christian and you're playing as an actor or an actress. That's got to be tough, though, because if you look at our entertainment world, it's always got to have sex. It's always got to challenge sexuality. And it's always got to have drugs or somebody dying or getting killed. But what is too much? But like, I guess I could say if you're doing sex scenes and you got your chest all out and stuff, that's doing too much. I remember hearing about 50 Cent. He was excited when he heard about a sex scene in the movie. He was like, all right, let's go. Let's get it on. You know, I'm ready to do this. And they like. Bruh, you don't really have sex in the movie because if you did, that would kind of be a porno. But what is too much? And this is not just like a movie. I want you to think about a musical or a play. Like, what would you consider sinning? More importantly, what do you think God would consider sinning or too much? And I think it's got to be really, really hard in our culture, and our society today, because a lot of things you sin to sell and to capture the audience's attention like think about that it actually uses sin to capture our attention and to try to get us hooked and most things in this world try to condone or make light of particular sins so could a christian play the role of a prostitute or a pimp could they play the role of a cowboy or a gangster or a villain who was running around killing everybody could they play the role of a con artist or a sex fiend Could they be a dirty politician or an abusive parent or spouse? And I said all of that to say, I guess the answer is maybe. Because if it's glorifying or it's condoning particular sins, 
then that's probably not a good movie for a Christian to play in. But if it's showing the consequences of it, if it's not encouraging that type of evil, evil or playing off our lustful desires with the things that they show us in the movie, then, then maybe it could be. But that sounds really hard. But hey, let me know what you think on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. And again, our first real problem question today is, if you are a Christian actor or actress, do you think there are certain roles that a Christian should or shouldn't be playing in when it comes to a movie, plays, musicals? Like, is there certain parts? Is there certain roles that they just shouldn't take? Or are there certain roles that they should only take? And this is our first real problem. It is dinner time all right i need you to name this movie for me are you not entertained are you not entertained is this not why you are here spaniard 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 i'm hoping my millennials got it my generation z is probably like what in the world movie is that that is gladiator and in that scene I just depicted, we have the, the main character, Maximus, who's in the arena. And after he had just like cut off a dude's head, he says this to the people because he was like fed up with entertainment. Entertainment had become sickening to him. He was in the position where he had to kill people to get his freedom. And all these people, these thousands of people were in an arena to watch people die, to watch people get killed. And to watch evil things. And he was just sick of it. And that's a lot like today. Because we have so many different outlets of entertainment. Which is often at the tip of our fingers. Because of you know our phones. We have our, our laptops, tablets, televisions. And that brings us to what we will be focusing on today. The title of our episode today is. Modern Day Idols. And we're really focusing on entertainment. And our screen usage. This is the third episode in our four-part series titled Modern Day Idols. And we're going to, of course, look at how entertainment and our screens are idols. But I just want to recap real quick what an idol is. An idol is something you prioritize over God. Like You don't have to know you're doing this or do it deliberately either in order for it to be an idol. And that's something we're really going to look at today. But an idol is something that dictates how you move. It can be a good thing that you make the main thing. Like you make it the most important thing in your life. You'll sacrifice your obedience to God for this thing, for this idea, for this philosophy, for this person, for this whatever. And what we're looking at today is what are we sacrificing for our screen time and our desire for entertainment? Because our screen time and our desire for entertainment, that is something that is ingrained in our subconscious. Like we don't even have to think about it. And I want to give you a few things to think about. First one is this. Have you ever checked and looked at your screen time for social media on your phone? Like, have you ever looked at that? How much time are you spending on your phone? How much screen time are you using? How much television do you watch? How much time do you think you spend being entertained each day? Like, be real with yourself. How much time do you think you're spending on this type of stuff? When you're waiting in the line, or let's say you're just waiting, period. Do you whip out your phone and start texting or checking something or watching something on your phone? And I know, I know for a fact the average person does this. Like when our school bell rings for the end of the day, every single kid is walking down the hallway, Snapchat, Instagram, video, 
They couldn't wait to get on that phone. And this is something I really want you to think about. Do you even have to think about taking out your phone when you're waiting? Or does it just happen? Like, catch yourself next time this happens. I want, I want you to really catch yourself. Did you just whip out your phone and you didn't even have to think about it? That's what I'm talking about. It's ingrained in our subconscious. I kid you not. I've seen people at dinner. I've seen like four people at a table. And instead of just waiting there and talking to each other, they have to wait and pull out their phones. I'm, I'm telling you, this is real. I think this is a lot of us, though. And I just want to think about this. What is the purpose of entertainment? What is the purpose of these screens a lot of times? Entertainment is there so that we can enjoy life without stress. And that's not a bad cause, though, is it? Like we would all agree on it. that is not a bad cause. Right. But it really makes us entertainment. Entertainment really makes us compare our lives to others. It makes us covet other people's lives. It makes us hate work. It makes us hate almost anything and everything that isn't fun, that isn't exciting, that isn't stress free. Now, when I was doing a little research with this, I read that anywhere from 35 billion to 70 billion dollars is spent on entertainment every single year. Now, you're like, why is that such a, a wide range? It's because what did they consider entertainment? Was it just like going to a comedy show, going to a basketball game? No, the 70 was more so including all of that stuff and then also including like Netflix and streaming services and Yahulu and concerts and magic shows and amusement and theme parks, things like that. And something that was pretty consistent in the research was that around $3,000 is spent per household on entertainment. And since the pandemic, that made the numbers go up even higher because more people did streaming services and were finding different stuff and more people tried to update their entertainment systems and like home theaters. And on this episode of Modern Day Idols, specifically looking at entertainment and screens, we're going to look at how does entertainment become an idol? And the first reason is we have a desire to want to escape reality. Like we are getting to a point where we don't even enjoy reality. We complain about work. We complain about our normal duties. We find little to no joy without entertainment. How easy is it if we want to avoid tension, we just turn on a screen? It's, it's a mind distractor. You're in an argument with someone that you love. Pull out your phone and ignore them. Look on Facebook or Twitter. You feel bad about all the weight that you've gained. Watch your favorite Netflix show. You just had a bad breakup. Go on TikTok and look at the new challenges. Or how about you plan a girl's trip to go see your favorite music artist? You feeling a little down? Go on your phone and scroll on Instagram and find some beautiful women. Or check out some porn. Now, some of the things that I mentioned, they're flat out bad. But some of them aren't. But the danger is what you turn to most becomes your God. And you're either opening the door for entertainment that has all these signs of forget Jesus, choose me or have it your way. Now, you have all type of stuff coming out that door of entertainment that's trying to take the top spot in your life. Now, the door of Christ, that's choosing prayer, that's choosing meditation, it's choosing avoidance of hot garbage entertainment. It's choosing the consciousness of what sins are being promoted and seasoned in our diet. And I got to give you some champ talk right now. Entertainment puts a bandaid on your problems. Problems that's still going to be there. Problems and duties that still need to be confronted. And that desire to want to escape from reality 
makes us start thinking that all stress is bad stress. And it's like, no, stress isn't all bad. You need some tension to get stronger, to grow, to find your true purpose in life. And Psalm 84 verse 10 tells us better is one day in your courts. That's talking about God's courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. That's good. That's really, really good. Another way that entertainment becomes an idol to us is because entertainment in itself might not be bad, but the entertainment that most of us enjoy, including myself, is rooted in sin. And what happens is we become callous to sin. Like we start looking at that like, oh, that's not even that bad. And the devil's great lie is you can't do anything as a Christian. It's so boring. Do you really want to be a Christian? Like, dude, do you see all the fun they are having? That could be you. Now, Mark 6, I want to get into that. That's a fascinating read. And we're going to look at King Herod. And King Herod loved his entertainment. This is a story of how his entertainment became his idol. So quick backstory. Herod was the king. He had John the Baptist arrested because he was calling Herod out for taking his brother's wife. Yes, his sister-in-law to be his wife. The wife, she wanted to kill John the Baptist, but Herod is said he feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. I imagine him saying, this John dude, he weird, but, but something about him I like. I got to give it to him. I got to give it to the brother. John can preach. I like listening to him. Well, anywho, Herod is like us because one of the main times we feel like we deserve to be entertained and entertained by any way you can imagine with drunkenness, sex, spending a bunch of money, acting a fool is when it's our birthday. Like, oh my gosh, it's my birthday month. Same thing with Herod. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for high officials, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of the wife, a.k.a., I was like, this got to be his niece, came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. I automatically guessed she wasn't doing ballet. My guess would be that it looked like a Meg the Stallion video. She had the Meg knees or some type of striptease. <laughs> But I can't lie, I pictured the dance being something like Beyonce in the song Dance For You. But the Bible really doesn't say that is so. So it could have been a form of ballet. It could have been her dancing and flipping like a gymnast. Or it could have been a seductive, sexy twerk fest. Either way, it pleased Herod and his boys. And it says that King Herod said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath. Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. So after she consulted with her mother, she said, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And this is why I say that entertainment was an idol for him, because he knew John was a good dude, but he was lost in the entertainment sauce. So he delivered John's head on a platter. And the big point that I want you to take away from this is this. What is entertainment making you callous to? Because it is without a doubt making you callous to something. We see that it made King Herod callous and willing to do evil. And the third point on how entertainment becomes like an idol is entertainment is like a drug. 
It can be like a drug and you need to get a bigger high. You become addicted to it. You don't value anything that isn't entertaining. We start to forget what joy really is and what it really looks like. It's like having two parents. You got the one parent who gives you any type of sweet, any type of junk food that you want. And in the moment, it's, it's really, really good. You get everything that you could imagine. But one, you don't get full or you get a tummy ache. And there's really no true fulfillment in that. You're still hungry. You're still hungry for what you really, really need. And since you don't value anything that isn't entertaining, you only go for entertainment instead of going for things that challenge you and, and make you uncomfortable. Entertainment is all about instant gratification and reward right then and there. And God's truth, that's about patience and, and waiting. It's about delayed gratification and it's about being uncomfortable. Not tummy ache uncomfortable though. Uncomfortable like you getting a growth spurt and your knees start to hurt because you're growing. I've only been told this because I'm short and I never really had my growth spurt. But that's what I heard. But what I do know is that when you do have growing pains, you got to wait for the rest of your muscles to catch up and get stronger. But back to entertainment. Entertainment plays on our sinful desires. Give me something entertaining that's not encouraging, promoting, glorifying, or condoning sin. Give me something. It's really hard to find. And when we look at 2 Timothy 4 verse 3, it explains why does the devil use this type of trick. And it says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Like people don't want to hear the truth, really. Instead, to suit their own desires, our own sinful desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That is way easier to do. That is way more stress-free to be told what you want to hear, no matter if you're wrong or not. That's way easier. And on this episode of Modern Day Idols, Entertainment and Screens, we are no longer talking about our Entertainment and Screens idols. We're really looking at how big of an idol is it for you. If you're in denial, it's hard to fight that enemy or keep them at a distance though. So let's look at why is entertainment and idol most overlooked? And the first reason is entertainment is an idol of so many people. Like so many people have the idol of entertainment, but they don't even realize it. It's an idol that everyone has. So you always, 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 always can find someone worshiping it harder or slightly different than you. And we get this idea that that's just how it is. It's normal to worship this idol. The second reason why it's overlooked is our culture is special and unique because of entertainment systems and outlets like that is what America prides itself. That's what makes America different than a lot of other places. And since entertainment makes us special, it is something we don't want to give up. We hang our hats on it. Third reason, entertainment builds an entire home and place in our subconscious. Your conscious reacts subconsciously. Because it's under your knowledge. If your knowledge is based primarily off of entertainment and the stuff you see on the screen, then that is what you will naturally respond with. I'll say that again. If your knowledge is based primarily off of entertainment and the stuff you see on the screen, then that is what you will naturally respond with. Entertainment is the king and queen of hidden messages and agenda. The goal of entertainment is to make you consume, not think, and then change your value system. First Timothy four, I got this from the amplified ver version of the Bible. 
it really gets at our culture of entertain me or leave me alone. First Timothy says this, but the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in later times, some will turn away from the faith, paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons, misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with a branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning. This is a shoe that entertainment must wear because it definitely fits. So much of entertainment is evil and has the hypocrisy of liars. And you can't tell me entertainment is trying to get us to pay attention to it instead of pay attention to the truth. Entertainment is not saying, ooh, 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 pick me. I'm an idol. I'm trying to mess up your relationship with God. Entertainment is real smooth. Entertainment is like, hey, I'm everywhere, man. You got to like me or love me. So what's up? The idol of entertainment is a direct enemy and an attack on our relationship with God. Making this better and more stress-free isn't the problem. The problem comes in when we fall in love with entertainment and we put it over God. And instead of making his interest, number one, his being God, our interest to be entertained and stress-free, that's what we end up running after. Entertainment and screens, they want us to love it. This is why it wants to hook us. It wants to make us spend all of our time on it, spend all of our money, spend all of our focus. And entertainment and screens say to us, I'm going to provide the most comfort and the most peace to you possible. Love for entertainment and love for our Heavenly Father, it, it can't coexist. The devil lies and says it can, though. Entertainment and screens, they'll pass away. It'll, it'll have to pass away. And although it provides some temporary satisfaction, we have to remember. We have to remember some things are forever and worth a lot more. So for a closing thought today, I got a couple of challenges for you. I know we plan whole days, whole trips, whole vacations around going to see a particular entertainer or to be entertained. What if you planned a whole day with God? Or how about this? This isn't as difficult. Meditate for 10 minutes. Meditate for 10 minutes. No phone, no screens. Put your phone in a completely different room. And this is the Bible passage to meditate on. I'll even give you a Bible passage. 1 John 2 verse 15, it says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's 1 John 2 verse 15. Challenge you definitely get to meditate for 10 minutes a day. No phone, no screen. Put it somewhere else. Just focus on that Bible passage. How about the challenge of put some restrictions on your phone? Put restrictions on your social media. Or if you're really feeling, you're really feeling bossy, how about no social media or no screen use for the entire day? No screen use for entertainment purposes. And the last one is go for a 15 minute walk. No phone, no music no entertainment go by yourself or go with someone and just share the things you are grateful for i call it a grateful walk and the last thought that i want to leave you with today is this jesus dying on the cross that most likely wasn't the most entertaining event that took place back then to those people i bet you people would rather have seen him walk on water or turn water into wine or tell a storm to stop and it actually stopped but Jesus didn't come to be entertained or to live a stress-free, easy, fun life. He came to be a God. He came to be a God who suffered, who lived a tough life, who experienced pain and paid a debt for us that we couldn't pay. 
So that, instead of us ducking and dodging, stress and pain, and being in love with temporary satisfaction that entertainment brings, we could embrace the challenges, the misfortune, the stresses of life, and look to God to shape us. Look to God to bless us and look to God to give us perspective that finds fulfillment and joy in this life and in eternity. And the number of entertainment outlets that we will see or have access to in our life is probably going to keep increasing. But the number of gods we need is only one. The only God we need is the one true God, the capital G God, Jesus and this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Modern Day Idols. This was our third part of this series, which focused on entertainment and screens. If you haven't checked out the other two before this, go ahead and do that. Part four is coming next week, and that will focus on the idol of our feelings. Peace punch, Captain Crunch, to know the drugs, and yes to Jesus. I'm out. <laughs>